Hi everyone, welcome to Wolves Fancast. Matt Guy here, joined by Stu, Kim and Luke. I have the unenviable task of being the Hades, guiding you over the river sticks to the hell that is Wolves in another Premier League fixture. <laughs> um, guys, how are we doing this evening? Glorious. Amazing. <laughs> God, I feel, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love in the room already. Um, another... Tough watch today um, against a Man City side that are, let's be honest, absolutely bossing the league. Um, and prior to the game, I think a lot of us would have probably took a low-scoring defeat. Um, let's, as we always do, look at the lineups. Something a bit different this time around. We have seen us play without a recognised striker before, but was there any method to the madness um, in, in the team selection? Luke, what did you think when you saw the team lineup? Um Different to what it's been the last couple of games. I'm not a fan of this striker, this formation. I just don't see how and where it works against any opposition. Um, I understand that he might want it to have gone a bit more defensively away at Man City. Um, it got interesting to see sort of Tomato right wing, and <laughs> it, it was a bit of a mess, to be fair. But again, every time I see the team, I try not to read too much into it because mm. it always ends up lining up a little bit different to how you you read it yourself anyway. And you, you never know where it's going to go until the final whistle's gone. But yeah, my thought when I saw it initially was, hmm, a bit different. Let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the... Um... From the looks of it, as soon as we started, it looked like Samedo was going to be playing further up the pitch for someone who loves wasting his money. I always have now a £5 bet on at any time goal scorer for Samedo because, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, as they say. Stu, did you think there was going to be any um, any benefit to that? Did you see anything in the first kind of opening five minutes that made you think this change in formation might bear any fruit or because we didn't? touched the ball until the 25th minute. <laughs> Did you not think that that really made a difference? It's like we said, it doesn't really matter about formation. I mean, the the, twi- the official Twitter announcement was wrong and the actual lineup was right on the app, which has got to be a first. Um, but again, it doesn't really matter about formations anymore. It's about how we actually going to bother to play. And considering we couldn't be asked at all from the off, you could have well, there's only going to be one winner here. It's not going to be Wolves. And we're not going to get anything at all. So it was just, it was, even after five minutes, it was waiting for the goal to come. We just. Mm. <laughs> Kim, be the level headed one here. Quell the anger in the room. Are we play, were we playing, were we playing by design to give away possession the way that we did and, and basically hold out to try and nullify City and, and do it as a grand game plan or were we just being bossed by the clearly better side in the first half? I think it was a bit of both, wasn't it, really? I mean, what I didn't personally like about our um, performance in that first half in particular was the fact that we didn't even... We were, we were so risk-averse with our passing that we literally did not do anything. So there's a few times where you think we had the ball, play the simple pass or, you know, Neves had the ball. He'd usually just spray it 
out wide. He's perfectly capable of doing it. And we were just, I don't know what we were doing. You know, it's, it, it, you've got to string together a few passes at some point and you've got to at least have some sort of intent or else we were just lucky, weren't we, in the first half that City were, uh, I think it was Stu that said we weren't even in, we were, City were virtually in neutral. They weren't even in first gear. Um, so I think it was, it, as, as you, you both said, it doesn't matter about the lineup, did it, in the end. Um, it was the way, because we'd have still lined up that way somehow. We'd still have two backs of five. Mm. Um, you know, you could have said, there's an argument about striker. Personally, I prefer having a striker up there, at least a, a focal point, because Traore and Neto were just... They don't, they don't know how to play that position. So it, it, it's a waste of time, even though they have got the pace. So overall, like, you just can't... It's such a forgettable first half for us, albeit, obviously, Man City were very good. So. And they are. I mean, we, we do have to take that into context. You know, we're playing against the champions elect who are wiping the floor with the rest of the league. But you do have to offer some fight, you know. You have to... <laughs> I won't repeat the analogy I made in the group chat at risk of offending. I'll but, just put it in. Just put it in. <laughs> but, you know, it was akin It was akin to a major sexual assault, put it that way. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's flip it on our heads for a second. From a City point of view, apart from the fact that we gave zero in attack, we did nullify them to some degree. Luke, I mean, was there any... Was there any hope in there that the fact that actually we were limiting them chance-wise, that we could execute a game plan that we've done time and time again, where we get out of the first half relatively unscathed and then we go for it in the second? Did you feel that that's something that could have happened or did you think this is this is a, a bridge too far? No, not away against Manchester City. I think if you, if you, if you want to play that way away at Everton or Leicester, Chelsea... Possibly, but not Man City. They're just too good. It's as simple as that. Mm. Um, I mean, to get anything from there, it better teams than us will, will lose their for the duration of this season as well. So I'll, I'll try not to get too downhearted by the result tonight. But um, I mean, the, the phrase I used was we, we've set up like a League Two team in the third round of the FA Cup away against one of the big boys. And to me, that's embarrassing when you're a Premier League club mm. with the money that we spend, the wages that we spend, the individual players that we've got. That's the issue I have with it. That we set up today, how Chorley set up against us in the cup. Mm-hmm. And offered yeah. less fight, I'd argue. At least in the first half. Stu, moving on to the goal, uh, the first goal, well, the own goal by Dendonka. Um, is there anything there... He could have done any differently. He's got to get something on it. Otherwise, it's falling to a City player anyway. Is it just unfortunate? Is there anything that could have been done any differently? What do you think? It's one of them, mate, where uh, he has got to go for it. I mean, you, like one one or two times out of ten, you get lucky and it skims off the top of your shin pad and goes over the bar or something like that. But yeah, it would have been a goal either way if he didn't know anything at all. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it, it, saying that, it's... It was the ones, like you said, I said in the group chat that they were playing on neutral and they were just waiting. They were waiting for the body of the time to just pick us off. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And 
pretty much the first chance they had of doing the, the usual Man City scoring inside the six-yard box, they scored from. So, I mean, then being downheartened from the results, I mean, it was inevitable anywhere, regardless of formation or anything, but losing 4 ones fine. But I think what we've all kind of said about the, it's the performance in the first half, and I know we're just glossing over the, the fact that we scored, that they be, because we scored an own goal and then capitulated, but Sheffield United had four shots against them and lost 1-0. We only had two more and lost 4-1. Hmm. And they're well, bottom of the league and getting relegated. <laughs> there is there is something to be said about the... Um, I, I use the term often, when we play a certain way, it, 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 it is by design, it's not by by lack of skill or technique or that we haven't got the players on the pitch to do it. There is a design element there that we are playing in a certain way and it comes from, from, from Nuno. Now, in this game, we very much looked like, bizarrely, we wanted to play out from the back against a team that is so ruthless like City. I mean, that's, that's suicide, isn't it? That can't, be, that can't be a viable tactic to play against a team that are so lethal in attack like City. Is there any justification there from anybody that anyone can give me to say why, why we would factor in play like that? We saw, we saw this chaos of this weird line up on the six-yard line thing last week as well and against Newcastle. And half the time, it ended up the, the, the three of them just looking at each other and then Patricio waving his arms and everyone running upfield and him kicking it long. And it's like, well, you've been able to play like this for what? Two years now, been able to play like this, and we've suddenly, eighteen months in, I thought, oh, this is new. We'll try this now. This is going to be amazing. And yet, we've got players who can't pass to each other, players who can't control the ball, and then you try, you're trying to do it properly against the best team in the world at this yeah. current moment in time. It's just again, they should be good enough though to be able to pass a ball. They should and, be, but they're not at the mini. Fair enough. Man City's passes, pa- uh, pressing is very good. But sometimes tonight, it was just like, you just need to put a bit more zip on the ball and just, you know, have a bit of confidence in yourself. I know we're playing Man City, but if you get the, the passing right, then you don't give them a chance. But it, it was like we were trying to pass out and then we just panicked, didn't we? When there was yeah. a, a bit of pressing, it was just like, or we just make the wrong pass or like try all right, we just hold onto the ball for two seconds too long and... Yeah. It was it was almost like trying new things against the best team possible. It's like like going into a new game of FIFA every year and putting it on on world class. Then what are you doing? What, what's the point in that? <laughs> and then like you play, there was times in that when we actually could be bothered to go forward. That you had the Andy said Samedo and Matinho as, as centre forwards because Troy or Ryan Netta were out wide. You think well. We've had all week to work on this. Well, two or three days to work on this. And but it's obviously been a lot of planning going into it because, like you said, Matt, we play things in Nuno's world, things are always designed per the minute. And you can yeah. see look, the Johnny substitution again. It was obviously planned, and he obviously planned to put Hoover across rather than him coming in cold. But you're playing Hoover against Cancelo on the left, who's been one of the best players in the league. And he had a torrid time in the first half. Then you're moving him across to the other side of the pitch. And again, he got done there. And you just, it's its playing with fire. And he got burned severely tonight. Hmm. 
Mm. I mean, trying to get content out of that first half is trying to get blood from a stone. I don't think Gully will have an easier YouTube video when he does his tactical videos because what do you talk about in that first half, to be fair, from a Wolves point of view at the very least. So we'll move on to the second half. Um, as per usual, started off with a little bit more zip. The introduction at Silver at 55 minutes-ish. Luke, is it a lamb to the slaughter bringing on Silver in a game like this where we're, at the time, at least prior to his appearance, we're offering very little, or is it valuable minutes against a top team for you? Um, <clears throat> I personally believe this would needed to happen, whether it was Silver or Jose. It's a flip of a coin for me at the minute between the two, whichever one comes on. Um, is it throwing Silver... No, no, because I, I don't think we're going anywhere. Well, we're not going anywhere this season. So use it, use it to your advantage. And there's probably less pressure on him to perform mm-hmm. now. We've got nothing to aim for. So it's, it would probably make more sense to use Silver a lot more because you'd like to think that he's going to be the future of the club more so than Jose. Um so, yeah, I think you could maybe say it was valuable minutes for him tonight. And mm. But, it, again, it's a difficult one because he's not getting any service in the best of times anyway. So, it's just even less service tonight mm. when you're paying somebody as good as Man City. So, it's... it's I'm sort of contradicting myself here, but it's... Yeah, yeah it is a bit like Lamson Slaughter, but at the same time, it's valuable minutes for him. And me, personally, I'd rather give the minutes to a permanent player than somebody we've got on loan. I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. I mean, out of nowhere, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the phrase against the run of play gets bounded about all the time in the, in the modern in the modern game, but against the run of play massively, a beautiful ball whipped in and a Cody header to get an equaliser. His first on-target shot within the Premier League results in a goal. At that point, did we think, listen, the stars are aligned here. This is this is our night. This is going to be another magical night at the Etihad, Kim. Did you did you have hope? Were you putting a, were you putting the bet on? Were you about to be a millionaire sticking, you know, sticking your life savings on it? Well, I think that was the first shot that the first touch we'd had in their box, wasn't it? The whole game as well. <laughs> um I couldn't actually believe it went in, but I think obviously great header. Um, good ball from Matinho. But I think from then on, was it the next like 10 minutes we were like all at them? We were <laughs> striding forward. We had Matinho and Neves, you know, and I thought, oh my God, it's going to happen, isn't it? But then, yeah, never. I think Troy had that oh, that chance, didn't he? Where he blazed it over the bar. And yeah. it, I think you just thought mm, that, was, that was kind of the chance. But I just I think that's why it's so frustrating because in patches we suddenly just like come to life, don't we? Mm-hmm. And and that's why it's so frustrating that this team is so seems to be constrained by having to play such a rigid system. And and whilst yes, it's fine against Man City, you know, what else can we do? But we've seen it so many times this season, haven't we? We've mm-hmm. seen it all the time against not maybe to that degree against Man City, but against Newcastle, you know, again against some of the lesser teams where really 
we don't we should be controlling the game we should be on the front foot the whole game so but yeah back to the this this game i suppose you, you for a second you did think this can't happen again mm. um, we we like playing city but yeah I, I just don't think we've got the attacking prowess that we that we did when we had Raul and um Jota up front for me well, I mean, that's 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 kind of enhancing the fact that we had a five we had we had a five on three opportunity at one point, and we kind of just looked lost at sea with that attack. It looked like we we were deer in headlights, so to speak. And you have these purple patches where you have you know you're in the ascendancy, and the top top teams make the most of those chances, and then we reverted back to type. Stu, you were going to say something. Apologies. No, I was just going to say that. That twenty, the twenty minutes where we turned, we were bothered playing actual football today. Imagine if we'd done that against Newcastle the weekend, and actually, actually bothered going forward. What could have happened? And it, it, it is. Like Kim just summed it up. It's so frustrating because this team is capable of so much more than it's been allowed to be, because mm-hmm. of negative bollocks all the time. <laughs> and first word of the day, but it, the first half summed it up for me because. We can't defend anyway this season for whatever reason. So why why think you can possibly defend against Man City for 90 minutes? Just stupid. But then when we actually go at them, they do look vulnerable. So, mm-hmm. Considering that they don't concede any goals, because again, a lot of teams just turn up and are shit scared of them. But when you actually have a go at them, they don't like it that much. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the first goal, the first time they've conceded back-to-back goals in what, three months or something like that. But they did look; they were there for to score against, and then Troy Roy blazes it over the bar, and then it's like, okay, we've had you've had your fun now. Back to where uh, walls one point go and defend, mm. and we never got out again after that. It was it was against self inflicted. Just so frustrating because the times that we do sort of press higher up the pitch, we play with a bit. You know, we we increase the tempo when we're on the ball. We increase the speed that we we press. We look so much better and we actually look half decent and dangerous. But it's just so frequent now that the press is low, the defensive line's low. When we're on the ball, they're taking three and four touches before they're releasing it and just slowing the play down. Or it's a negative touch, which then relates to a negative pass backwards. And it's it's very, very difficult to watch when we play like that. Mm. And... Because we know how well we can play, that's what pisses you off. Yeah. And I know I'm not I'm not deluded thinking like it's a game of FIFA and we can just attack for 90 minutes. But we can certainly attack for a lot longer than we've been allowed to this season. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it I don't care what anybody says, it's by design. Um, it, is, it, is, it is a setup point of view. Um, we were blessed with a bit of um, good fortune in uh, Laporte's uh, goal being given as offside. Um, looked level to me. Anybody else? I think the majority of sensible football fans would suggest that it even looked onside. Stu, you wank off to VAR. Um, <laughs> what did you? What did you think about the decision? Where does the dotted line say it is? It's offside. Yeah, fuck you, come on. These oh, yeah. are fucking ridiculous decisions, man. But if the, you have to... There's a difference between common sense and the rules. And common sense, obviously, it's level. Were they like the, 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 straight that they drew? 
Yes, sir. I don't even think they are. I, I will. I will put it yet again in the group chat about the three D pitch and al- algorithm <laughs> that previews for how these things are calculated. But yeah, there's. We all know how these things work now. You, there's no point arguing with it. It is what it is. It's stupid. It should, but there's no real. You're either on side or you're off. So there's no grey area. Fine. We got away. We it evened itself out tonight, which is what people want anyway. So, but I, I want to see the company house documents for VAR, and I guarantee there will be a donor Jew <laughs> Hall on their on their books. If if I had if I had shares in the in the VAR technology, I would have had a hair transplant by now. Let's just put it that way. Okay, fair it's, point. It's well, just mate. so frustrating, like because for me, football is about goals, and they're just making it so hard to score goals nowadays. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just fucking. Fun. But it's not frustrating because obviously it's working all favour today. But like you said, it does even itself out, and it's just it just winds you up. Mm-hmm. Really winds you. And up. if that was the other way round, we'd have been absolutely fuming. Of course. So, you know. Of course. And you know, if you have to look. With like a fucking magnifying glass to see if somebody's bastard left bollocks offside. Shouldn't <laughs> be offside. Hitler be screwed, wouldn't he? No. So we're we moving on into into kind of the rest of the game, really. Um, so we had our we had our kind of purple patch. We looked as if we were in the ascendancy. It could happen, and then unfortunately a comedy of events that Shakespeare would have been proud of occurred as far as I'm concerned. So we start with Troy Allred dicking about with the ball as if he's had a new Christmas present that he doesn't want to share. Then we have Samado playing his man, well, not his man, but playing onside and we result in the goal. I mean, am I being harsh there? Personally, Samado needs to be looking down the line there and being more clever with, with his movement. I've been at first. I was very much a Samado is not living up to his price tag, and then I've backtracked on that quite a bit recently. But does he deserve the flack, or is it Traore? Is the architect of our downfall in this scenario? Because he, you know, he has this tendency of holding onto the ball, dribbling around loads of players. Yep, fantastic. When it's in the final third, do you want to be doing that in the first third of the pitch? I don't think so. I mean. He's looking. He should be looking along the lines, so he shouldn't be there. But playing offside against Man City is fucking stupid, anyway. So, regardless, I mean, we don't know. They're going to get put through balls against you all day long, and if you're going to be trying to save by the dots and the offside wizards, then you're asking for trouble automatically. But yeah, he's done it too many times, and that's why if Pedence was fit, he wouldn't even be starting the game, would he? So, he'd try all sta- right. yeah, he would. This- he would. Pedence style tech try on I have this team. Pedence can't play on the wing. Try can't play anywhere. He doesn't do anything. This is a different argument altogether. Oh, he shouldn't yeah. be well, I'm not he even shouldn't... going to get into it because it takes too long and I want to get this done. Neither of them have played any any good this season, really. No. So you should between either of them. It's you kind of taught that one of the first rules of football and you don't piss about in your own third of the pitch. And We've done it twice tonight and conceded two goals from me. You'd so, be surprised because when kids are being coached now, they oh yeah, play it from the back on the ball. It's... Yeah, but dribbling like that, he does. Troy Ray does that how many times per game? I'm surprised that he's got away with it so many times because the amount of times he's done it and just give the ball away, literally, it's not even just in his own half. It's like 
in dangerous territory against Man City. I mean, just clear, yeah. clear it. <laughs> the last, the last four, four or five weeks, he's lost possession in the centre circle at least three times a game by doing that same thing, like trying to turn into people for no when there's an easier ball on. Which you know, when it works, it's perfect. But again, when it doesn't, you put yourself in trouble, especially the way we play. And I think what's what's been evident is that we haven't played a team like City who's, who has been that dominant in a while that you can get away with it on occasion against lesser teams. Whereas we've, you know, this was very much a case, the goals we conceded of individual errors have just caused catastrophic results, really. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a poor, poor goal to concede and a few individual errors that have caused that. I want to talk about, um, well, I want to talk about the decision really, as we kind of wrap up this coverage of the game, to bring on Otisawi when he brought him on. I mean, what's we talk about how we, you know, we brings on Silver with a good 40 minutes of game time left to play. Valuable minutes, you might say. Um, what's there to gain by bringing on Otisawi, Kim, at, at, you know, with minutes left to play? Me, or, or. exactly. I'm trying to think of one good reason because I mean, what's he going to learn apart from don't give the ball away? I suppose that's what. <laughs> learn, but you know, I just think there was just no point. Was uh, in who, who did he come on for? Was it Nev- Nevers? Nevers. for Nevers, yeah. I mean, it's not like it was Matinho and saving saving every little inch of his legs or something because he's nearly dead. But. <laughs> You know. if, if you're on the bench, you look at the clock, 88 minutes, and the gaffer's like, go on, get your strip on. I'm thinking, is there any fucking point now? You're already three one. What was the score when you come on? Three one down. Only three one down. You know, if, if we was like three one up, and we're battering them, and we're having a lot of the ball, so you can go on and have a few nice touches. But what? Three one to come on and just defend for your life like an idiot. It's, and, it's all, and then we'll probably get loads of abuse on social media. <laughs> give the ball away for a goal. Yeah, we know the other reason as well, which is going into another podcast altogether. But we, um, it's it's almost like Nuno saying, "Oh, people have talked about this kid. Oh, I'll pull him on. There's nothing to lose now." It's almost yeah, like that's it, it, it's, it's, like game. How many? He's literally been on the bench and not come on for like got to be eight or nine games now. Last one was Brighton away, wasn't it? Brighton or Burnley, one of the two. Oh, Burnley, when he played him as a striker. Yeah, that was it. So he hasn't got much of a chance, has he? So I'm, I'm, I don't want to ha- have any sort of go at him. I don't think because it's, it's a bit unfair. Really, yeah. he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't featured since he, he headed that one over the bar at Brighton. I don't stayed, think stayed in the net the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. One is, I think he, I think everybody else left the pitch, and he kind of just stayed on the pitch as a you know forlorn figure. But listen. I know it's difficult to talk about positives in any way, but I am going to end on a positive, believe it or not. Patricio has had some good performances over the last few weeks. I know how, yes. how can you possibly say that when you're, when you're 4-1, when you, you know, when you lose 4-1. But there have been question marks over him for a number of, maybe a month or even longer prior to kind of the last three performances. Do we all feel a bit stupid now? Was it was it ridiculous to even suggest that he is anything other than a number one for a 
well-respected and, and talented country. Um, they can, you know, let's end on a positive. Let's talk about Patricio. Made some vital saves that could have made it into an absolute mauling. Well, Anybody- before before Stu racks off over him, let's do the last because he'll rack off over Patricio. But there was reason to question him because he was having a dipping form. He was literally making zero saves. Now, if your goalkeeper's making zero saves, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's very fair to say the last three games, possibly, he's been absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like at one point, I think this summed him up in the game. So, obviously, he makes he made a fair few saves, which they weren't like worldies. You'd expect him to save. But at one point, he literally came out for the ball quite where... I feel like a few games ago, he'd be rooted to his line. And I can't mm. remember, I think it was like in the second half and he came running out and grabbed mm. the ball. And I thought, he's obviously a very good shot stopper, but at some t- sometimes he, he doesn't really like to sort of come out and, and, and almost claim the ball. And I thought, yeah, he's really sort of on it at the moment. And he, you know, there's there was a fair few... Maybe I'm doing a disservice, actually. There was a fair few good saves there. And I think no one can can say otherwise that he wasn't man of the match tonight for me. Stu, give us a final word. Come on. No, Kim's right. He's he's actually he's changed his game in the last month to actually do that. Because he doesn't... You look at how, he, how he's played for two and a bit years at Wolves. He's never come for crosses, ever. And in the last month, he has. So that's and he, he's changed his style of goalkeeping for but for someone of his age, and obviously he's not old old, but still he's not a twenty three year old changing the, the way they play. And but yeah, fair play to him. He's come and he's punched a, a, a couple tonight, and he's he's got good distance on him. He's I mean mainly because the defense is so wanked, he's got no choice but to try and command his area. But yeah, well, no, I would never do him anyway. The, the, how he now saves was a kind of a more of an anomaly than it seems. That he was, he turned into Ramsdale. Which and looking at him the other night, I, I slagged him off. And then he has a world against Liverpool, still lost. So, <laughs> but um, but John yeah, I mean, John Ruddy was never going to come in. That's oh no, because it was just a lud- ludicrous people getting. There's people thinking of John Ruddy in the past and not of John Ruddy who constantly cocks up everything. But yeah, I mean, he was my player of the season last year for a reason. And the, the last month, the the style of play that he, he's he's playing with now, it's more acceptable for everyone else to kind of appreciate because it's mm. what Wolves fans are used to with their goalkeepers being rather than someone rooted to the line. So, yeah, I mean, he's he is the only positive tonight. So we'll, we'll end it with that. <laughs> Superb. Right, we're going to have a little break and catch a breather and then we're going to discuss the Villa game coming up and Twitter corner. So see you shortly. Hi, Richard here. Before you go back to hearing us dissect the latest Wolves news, some really shoehorn Simpsons references, a bit of 90s film action, of course, a bit of wrestling. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out for our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. Now, they've done a fantastic job on the Wolves Fancast website, WolvesFancast.com, please go check it out. But they're not just web designers, they're a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites, brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. There's basically nothing they can't do marketing wise. So make sure you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com and I'll let you get back to enjoying the show. 
Right then, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for keeping with us. Um, so, Villa coming up. Uh, interesting one, this, in that Villa, um, on an up-and-down run of form at the moment, they're kind of, they, they haven't really got a sustained amount of wins together in a row for some time now. Very much win-lose draw, win-lose draw, win-lose draw. Um, and in recent form... We haven't, apart from this, the, you know, the result against City, we haven't actually been bad for the last kind of four games from a form point of view. Performance, you'd argue, with was. Um, going into the game, then, what does this mean, first of all, Stu, in this season? Okay, season without the fans, a season where we haven't got a lot left to play for, if at all. The only medal, if there even is one, is to be above Villa. What does this game mean to you? in comparison to how it would mean in other seasons? I mean, I never really had a problem with them until the CEO started mouthing off and trying to get us done for cheating. You know, they were always just there. They were, always, they were just another... They were a Midlands scene that didn't really bother us. We mm-hmm. kept it each of us way, and that's what started it all. I mean, no, I really couldn't be arsed with them, to be fair. I mean, they're just, they're just better what they used to be. They're just, like, middle of the road, middle of the Premier League sometimes pushing on for a bit of Europe sometimes, but that's what they used to be when we were all growing up. I mean, us old ones. Um, but, I mean, to me, it's just a, it's a case of we are clutching at straws now of something to hope for. <laughs> but, I mean, this has obviously been recorded before they play Sheffield United, and if they beat them as you'd expect them to, they'll be seven points ahead of us with two games to play in hand, I mean, one being against City. But <laughs> if we lose to them as well, I mean, it's just... <laughs> It don't bear thinking about, to be mm. honest. Even though, even though the, the Villa hatred's gone because Albion are here to beat uh, Plato this year, even though they beat us as well. Um, it's... They're just a bit yampy though, aren't they? If they finish above us, they'll just go on about it. Like I've got people at yeah. home with Villa fans and they'll just go on about it, even though they don't even care about Wolves all, you know, all summer. So whilst I don't really care, yeah, it'd be easier, an easier life, wouldn't it, if we finish above them? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, Luke, I know you're not an outspoken guy and wouldn't talk out of turn. However, Ooh. give me the 411 about Villa. Big club. What what pod was it on that we were talking about? Was it was it Newcastle or was it Leeds when you went in two footed? Thoughts on this game? I mean, is it a massive game for us still, you know, by the fact that we've got nothing left to play for this season? Yeah, it is a massive game because they do the double over us and finish above us. We will never hear the end of it. <laughs> this is a problem with Villa fans. If you was an alien and you come from outer space, you would think that 1982 was three, three and a half hours ago. <laughs> you think it would have happened last week, the way they go on. And this is the problem. Like Stu, I never minded Villa growing up as a kid. That was in the Prem. We was in the Championship. It was what it was. I think we only played him about twice until I was about fucking 24. So there was literally fuck all there. But obviously, when they went down to the championship, um, it got a bit more heated, didn't it? Mm. But it's more of a... I think it's more of a social media derby than yeah. anything else. That's fair. Uh, the That's fans fair. just do each other on social media. And like Kim said, it fucking creases me. Because Villa, don't give a fuck about Wolves. But the Welsh are up about us. They talk about us more than talk about Alvin and Villa. I mean, Alvin and Blues. And that's a fact. They hate the fact 
we have been better than them for about half a decade. They cannot stand this. So for them, the finish of us and do the double on us this season will be huge. Mm. That's they fair. will die out on it for years. And, <laughs> and this is just fact. I don't care what any Villa fan thinks or says, because if he says otherwise, he's full of shit. Because, <laughs> and I'll tell you what really got under their skin, that mind the gap. When we used to chant that, they couldn't stand it. And they couldn't take it. And, so, and that's why they're desperate. They are desperate to get one back over on us because of the last five years and all this social media rivalry. Mm-hmm. But fuck them, because they probably will beat us because of fucking negative now. now. But even if they do, they're the double on us and finish above us. Fuck them anyway. No one fucking likes them. Bastard wank. <laughs> there's your clip for the week and there's a clip for the week uh, no in, in all seriousness though um, depending on who you follow on Twitter Jack Grealish could play um, it looks unlikely considering however um, let's focus on the good guys however is playing silver against City an indication do you think that he's going to give him and the run out against Villa or do you think it will be back to um, tried and sometimes Tested, you know, having having Jose up front, who starts that game in attack, or will we play with no strikers at all? Kim, what do you reckon? God, if we play with no strikers, can you imagine Twitter before the game? <laughs> and it would just be unbearable. And you can't, you can't. They're not exactly pulling up trees, are they? I mean, the facts are they've got a decent, very, very good goalkeeper. Excellent goalie, I agree with that actually, and a decent defence. So that's about it. What have they got up top if Grealish is out? You know, yeah, okay, Ollie Watkins is okay, but they're not. You know, they're not exactly Man City, are they? I tell you what, if Traore cannot get the better of Matt Target on Saturday, <laughs> he should never play for Wolves again. And I like Traore. I always try and defend him, but Matt Target is absolute dog shit. He's terrible. Is Elmer Hamidi playing at right back as well at the moment? He did play against um, Leeds So, again, down the wings, we should be bombing it, shouldn't we? I mean, You'd like to think so. I mean, if, if, they, if they're playing Matt Target, they've got no Matty Cash and they've got no Greedish and we can't beat them, oh, that would that would set the piss even more, that would. 5-4-1, 70 minutes. That's what we'll do. But he's... I mean, I'm... I can't wait for the end of the season in the PFA Awards when when my Emmy gets goalkeeper of the year just to see my, Ben's face. My Emmy, <laughs> just for the the years of abuse I got for for supporting that kid when he was a kid and now he's the best goalkeeper in the league. Um, but yeah, the, but that's that's all they've got and that's where they are where they are because he's been great for them, To be fair, but you can't play Fabio Silva against Tyrone Mings because he'll just beat him up. He'll, he'll, he he won't give him an inch and. For that reason, you'd have to go with William Jose just just because he's a bit more physical. Yeah, he can't move and he's got like the, the turning circle of a tractor. But that's what you're going to have to deal with for 70 minutes, I think. I think. Like, was, for the... Hang on, William Jose hasn't outmuscled anyone. That's no, no, but that's that's what I mean. I don't care about William Jose. He can be beaten up, like, like we said on the uh, the weekend. <laughs> just put him there just to be beaten up for 70 minutes and then bring Fabio Silver yeah, on. Fuck you off, back just to Spain. Yeah, <laughs> just put. Yeah. 
He could he could be a battering ram for seventy minutes, and then we'll hit him hit him for the last turn up for Wolves twenty minutes FC last twenty minutes, and then win the game that way because that's how, that's how, what's going to happen anyway. So let's <laughs> trying to predict what's going to what we, we want to happen. No, well, if we had a chance, right? Would you rather it fall to William Jose or Fabio? And we can't answer how good finishing William Jose is for Wolves because he literally hasn't had a shot, has he? He's had, he had, he's had two shots, eh? The, the one that was. Yeah, was he? Where was he? First game, was it? Yeah, in his, in his first game, he had one. He had one shot on the turn. But since then, he's been unified and he's been made to not actually have a shot and not do anything in front. But that's just for that reason. I, I wouldn't want Fabio Silva to be bullied for it again, just for his yeah. small frame. I mean, to, to offer a bit of count, you know, to offer a bit of balance on this, I do think William Jose, at the minute, he's being treated like he's coming and Chris, um, pissed in the Christmas punch. He isn't really being given a lot of the service, even, you know, there's only so much somebody can can create on their own. And I think we've, I think the narrative out there at the moment that he's a bit, he's actually just a bit of a donkey, he's, he's unjustified because I don't think he's been given the opportunity in a lacklustre side creatively to be able to shine at the minute. He's, you know, he's clearly not that player. We, we talked about before he even kicked a ball for us. We've got a great poacher on our hands here. Well, how are you meant to be we a poacher? But how are you meant yeah. to be a poacher when, when you're not being given the opportunity to poach? Do you know what I mean? How many times have we lamented Harry Kane for England having to go as far back that he might as well play as a central defender for England because he's not being able to, he's having to create chances on his own. And Harry Kane is not the player to do a Michael Owen and run through five players and score. So I think, I think we're a little rushed to write off Jose quite yet. Person, this is just personal opinion aside, of course. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I mean, I, I, I said last week I wouldn't write him off at all. I, I don't expect him to score any goals at all all season, but that doesn't mean he's not been a bad signing for us because if he brings if he's he's there to just be beaten up and he holds up the ball and lays it off for other people to score, then fine. Mm. If, you, if if that's what because that's the only way he's going to be he's going to contribute to this side because I mean look at some of the goals he scored in Spain. I mean you got teams up there who create more chances than we do, and that's how that's how laughable it is at the minute. Mm. And yeah, the, the results of paper over the cracks, but he ain't gonna like you said. He, he's it's, you're trying to think of pouching eggs jokes, but it's so laughable in itself. There is no jokes to make. <laughs> it's a hard egg to crack to get a poaching yeah. joke, Stu. Sorry, don't like eggs anyway. <laughs> Fucking awful. awful Listen, things. we're gonna we're gonna move on quickly because we've got a lot of Twitter corner questions. So, um, in terms of the Villa game, what are you expecting? Give us a very quick prediction. Um, it doesn't have to be your final fan cast prediction. However, give us a quick prediction for the game, bearing in mind what you've witnessed against City. Luke? Uh, fucking hell. Uh, one or Jim? I'll go nil-nil. Bill draw. Stu? I mean, I can guarantee we'll be bored for at least 65 minutes. That's that's one prediction I'll lay my house on. Um, who knows? One-nil defeat. That's the spirit, Stu. Um, <laughs> but, but what are you saying? We ca- we cannot release this with not one of us backing Wolves to be Villa the weekend. I think every opportunity to because they're so inconsistent. I really do. There's, there's the opportunity to, but what you actually think will happen? That's a, that's a different thing. No, but I I'm going to say I'm going to. Well, personally, I would have picked a draw. I, I would have picked a low scoring draw, a one-one, um, only on the basis of how creatively lacklustre we've been but there's the argument that Villa are very much 
one man team and if that one man isn't lying on the pitch all game do they win the game <laughs> anyway so it's, it's, one, it's one of those really but to make Luke happy I'll say 2-1 so there we go <laughs> Right, so we're going to go on to Twitter Corner before we wrap up because we've had a lot of questions, a lot, a lot of questions. Um, so let's start off with some football-related ones first of all, then move on to the um, move on to the ridiculous, really. Um, first one from uh, Thomas Keane. What is the first thing you'll do when you're allowed back to Molyneux? Pie, kiss the ground, smash your knees off the seat. What's going to be the first thing you do when you get back to Molyneux, Kim? Out of what were the choices... Well, this, he's just merely suggesting, you know, would you have a pie? Would you kiss the ground? Are you going to smash your knees against the seat in front of you? What's well, the first thing you're going to do? Straight to the pie. Definitely, definitely smash my knees against the seat because that happens every single game and I have bruised knees after every game. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, just, I'm not, I'm all about the time before the ground, to be honest. It's all about the pub in it. <laughs> not, not, not exactly the rushing to get back to see us play. I mean, obviously, yeah. I am really, but you know what I mean. At the moment, it's it's not exactly exciting, isn't it? Not tantalising. Maybe that will change, though. Fans coming back or well, back. it's funny you say that because there's meant to be a documentary tonight about that on BT Sport as they shoveled it down our throats for the umpteenth time about the. Um, about the fans. I think it might be more of like a lower league thing there and about the impact that they play. Stu, what's going to be the first thing you do when you get back to Molyneux? Have a piss like normal. So, I mean, it's, so, because, so normal. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's almost tactical because I'm normally in, if we're basing this on the, the mythical three o'clock kickoff, mm-hmm. um, I'd, for one of them special events, I'd be in the Emerald Club from between quarter to, quarter to 11, quarter past 11, something like that. So if I have a piss before I leave... And then there's the 10-minute walk up and the 10 minutes waiting to get into the Steve Ball stand. Mm-hmm. By the time we get in there, there's you just got to just open the tap a little bit more, get a little bit out. And so you can I can last a lot of time then. So logistic-wise, that's what it will be for me. Okay. Luke, what are you doing when you get into Molyneux for the first time? Probably just cry. <laughs> nah. um, probably queue for about five days in the Steve Ball stand, mate, because it's a nightmare to get in. Yeah, absolutely fair. Um, so okay, let's have a look then. Um, Ryan Markwick uh, wants to know, why do we continue to play Dendonka at centre-back? Um, why did Hoover stay on all game when he couldn't pass the ball? Where were Nuno's solutions? So Dendonka at centre-back, why? Justify it for me, somebody. Because Max Kilman shit, we've got an over <laughs> Dan, is that you? He can't pass the ball in centre midfield. So Nuno's got to find a place for him somewhere. So he's been stuck at centre-back. But when, Don, when Dendonka was out, he was the answer as far as we're concerned. When he came back, he was the answer. He was the missing piece of the puzzle. Why you're always you... a better player when you're, when you're not playing. <coughs> when yeah. you're injured, you're always a better player. He um, he got his customary header over the bar in, though, the, towards <laughs> the end, which was nice to see. When anyone else would have at least got it on target. But I don't... At, at this point in time, I don't know why he's even there. Because I, I would rather. I mean, when when it, the uh, the Twitter team lineup come out and Hoover was at right centre back, I thought, "Oh, this that's different." Mm. And at least shake it up a bit. I mean, I wouldn't be averse to just doing that, just just for something different, because we've got fuck all else to lose this season now, have we? So we've got players on who who actually got a future, are young, who need to be 
kind of couched into things. So I don't see why, why we can't give him a game there and just drop them dunker all together. Play Otisewi, mm-hmm. and I know he's fucked up tonight, but is a kid play him with Neves and just do something different? Mm-hmm. I think we've Bolly been on the bench. Bolly will slot back in there and then Dunk will drop to the bench Yeah, in the next yeah. game or two anyway, will we? Probably fair. Uh, Tom Goff wants to know, with the exception of KDB, which player would you take from City squad? Uh, I'd personally go Diaz as we're crying out for a centre-back. Obviously, we pretty much take nearly any of them, but if you can only take one of them, who do you take? Luke? Gundogan. Bolden. Kim? Uh, Gundogan and Diaz. Can't pick between either of them. It's a coin toss. Fair enough. Um, okay, Paul Wharton wants to know... Um, so we'll, we'll quick fire these. Why are so many fans lamenting an embarrassing result against the best team on earth when we were 10 minutes from a result? Fuck <laughs> you now. Have they, um, have they got the snappers as well as the clappers tonight? Jesus Christ. This is, this is, the, this is the problem we're going to have when, when fans are laid back. It's going to be full on, full on Avengers Civil War going on all over <laughs> the place. It's going to be like Venger out. Because it's not about the it's not about the scoreline, it's about the result. It's the performance again, and the performance hasn't been good enough for a long time. That's what the problem is. If these if these lunatics can't see that, then there's no help from is there? Mm-hmm. Fair play. Uh, King, <laughs> King Wolf uh, eighty four wants to know in Lord of the Re- Lord of the Flies slash Animal Farm style, which player would you eat first, and which fan caster would you eat first? Kim, I'm going to throw this over to you first and try and. Tell me in a non-sexualized way, why you Pedro Neto? I would what? <laughs> Try and tell me why Pedro Neto would be the player that you would eat first. I think he's definitely the most tasty. There we go. I was going to say, she, she thought about having part of him in, inside of her anyway already, so... <laughs> um, in terms of fancaster, who we'd eat first, it wouldn't. But the one who it wouldn't be would be Pricey because he's 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 getting into his fitness at the moment, so he'll be all stringy. He's going to be like that 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 worked mate. So we so we're not having that. And the less said about mine and potentially Stu's um, <laughs> physical fitness at the moment, the, the, the less said the better. So I'd say with I'd say with quite a lot of confidence that I'm the unfittest member of the group, easily. Do you so. reckon? Oh, I ain't done any physical exercise for over two years. So at least you go on your walks and stuff and on your bike. I think the safe bet to eat first would be Dan. Because if you're in a situation where you need to eat people to survive, imagine him going on at you all fucking day. He'd be stressing <laughs> if he was already. I'd eat him just to shut him up. <laughs> okay, last question then for Mark Davies before we wrap it up. He says, I keep getting everything must go club shop emails. I've decided to put one pound into a pot for every shot on target we have. What will I be able to buy at the end of the season? Fuck all, because a key ring for about 17 quid in the club shop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait well, till we have the Castore shorts next year for 60 quid a pop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he'll, you... he'll, probably be, he'll probably be able to get a pair of shorts in the sale. Well, if there is anybody from the club listening to this to try and snoop on what the fan cast are doing, get my fucking order out. And it's been two, nearly two weeks now and you haven't dispatched it. Get it fucking out. Anyway. <laughs> right. So thank you everybody for listening. Listen, we try and have a laugh when we can about these things. Um, not the result, obviously that anybody wanted this evening, but 
we are still pumping out the content. So thank you very, very much for listening. I know we say it all the time. There is loads of content out there for you to listen to, to get your teeth into, not necessarily all football related either. So even if you don't want to hear about the Wolves, there is other content that you can listen to and we'll be constantly pumping that out. Not only over podcasts, please check out our YouTube channel and make sure that you subscribe to our Instagram account as well to um, get all of the pre and post match Instagram live um, coverage as well that Luke and Gully are very much a part of and put a lot of time into as well. It's really, really good fun. And it's a growing community on there, isn't it, Luke, where we're getting more and more people each game watching? Yeah, to be fair, um, it's growing week by week by week. But watch this space because there might be a little space on Twitter for some further content as well and on the mm. YouTube pre-match. That's what we do. We just give them the tip, Luke, and then we pull it away. Well, we maybe sometimes you just got to tease them with the tip, ain't you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Let's wrap it up then. Kim, we have a goodbye from you, please. Goodbye, Nuno in. Stu. If you enjoyed uh, former fan casting David Evans' episode of uh, Stories from the Pack, you go and check him out at a daft question. He's uh, his current podcast, if you're missing him that much. But yeah, Nuno out. <laughs> Luke. See you later, lads. And, and goodbye from me lady. and lady. And goodbye from me. Take it easy, guys. Look after yourselves. update. After a difficult year, experts are optimistic a recovery is imminent with key indicators improving. And yet men everywhere continue to dress as if they just rolled out of bed. The economy is ready to bounce back. Are you? At Charles Tirrett, we have the high quality shirts and smart menswear to get you back to your best. Try our introductory offer with three shirts for only $99 delivered free. Use code pod99 at ctshirts.com or any Charles Tirrett store. (laughs) 